You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? My name is Mike. I am joined by... Jill. Andre. What's up, friends? Hey, not much. You know, how's it going with you? Uh, Not too bad. You guys kept me out too late last night. So uh, the movie I watched actually was split into two showings. Okay. Because I woke up early and watched the last 40 minutes this morning. (laughs) Okay. Did it make it better? Whatever it was that you watched, splitting Um, it up like that? Yes and no. (laughs) But I'll I'll explain when we get to me. Uh, First, we got to talk about what we're drinking. Um, Hopefully, we've recovered from yesterday. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of us just never stopped. Uh Exactly. Yeah, we went uh, brewery hopping and uh, then we went to karaoke. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that happened. Do. Yeah, that that we time. also got ramen too. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, a good day. All great it was a good day. Uh, Jill, what are you drinking over there? Well, it's been featured on the podcast pretty much, I feel like every time we're me and Andre are av- around. It's another Alvarian beer. We just can't stop ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I am drinking their oatmeal stout heavy metal. There's some nice. umlauts in there. Oh, yes. um, as I said, this is an oatmeal stout. I don't normally go for stouts, but the weather's getting a little cooler. So mm. something like a beer like this kind of, this is that time of their year for that. Right. Um, it's got dark chocolate notes. There's coffee in it, but it's actually like really, really smooth. Nice. Um, it almost has like a milky, like a milky creaminess to it. Um, okay. And as the can says, metal is fuck. And I agree with that. 6.66%. Yeah. 6.66%. Uh-huh. Andre, what do you got over there? Uh, I got the old reliable. I got a fairway IPA from Thomas Hooker. Easy, uh, easy sipper. You know, yeah. going a little lighter this afternoon. It's nice. nice. Very crushable yeah. IPA. Yeah, not too bad at all. Uh, I've got from Outer Light Subduction. Oh, Subduction IPA. Standard. Another. Oh, look at that. It's green screen. It's for, wow. Yeah, it's green screening out. That's funny. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. on my shirt. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It also matches my Gumby right now, which it does. I just yeah, I like your Gumby hysterical. shirt. Yeah. Yeah, the Gumby. We could have visited Outer Lights yesterday. Yeah, we, we could didn't have. find our way over there. We're out in the yeah, hmm. we were in the zone. I'm not, but I'm not upset about it. Off. I already had Outer Light at home, so it, it's fine. Outer okay, Lights gotcha. great. Um, this subduction subduction is uh, standard here, so yeah, it's very good. Um, mm. I don't know how else to describe it. It's Connecticut, you know. Hit the beach, head for the hills. Subduction, a tribute to the submarine capital of the world. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. So, our heavenly IPA. All right, enough about beers. We talk movies on this show. Yeah. Uh, and Jill, yeah. you're going to kick us off. All right. Um, I watched the 2022 Netflix animated movie, The Sea Beast. Um, I remember seeing marketing, or at least an announcement mm-hmm. for this a while ago, maybe in 2021. And I got really, really excited because <laughs> I love animated movies. I like pirate wait, stories. Wait, and I you like, like animated movies? Yeah, this is a surprise to me as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I, I, I kind of keep that that side of myself too, you know, pretty on the DL. Um, but as I was saying, I like pirate movies and I like sea creatures. So this is all rolled into one phenomenally voice casted and exquisitely good looking film. Nice. Um, like I said, it's from, it's from Netflix. Mm-hmm. It stars... Carl Urban as one of the main characters. And I don't think I've ever seen him 
or heard him do uh, an animated role, but I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, Jared Harris, who is, this is not the only film today that we're going to be talking about. <laughs> the Jared Harris pod. I know, yeah. Jared Harris Yeah, pod. Jared Harris all the time. I wish Jared Harris was in my movie now. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. Um, Marianne Jean-Baptiste, and uh, I think he's becoming a new favorite for me. Dan Stevens is in this as well, okay. among many, many others. Um I've thought about like how to describe the film. Like the, the basic story is it's set in a world where sea monsters roam the seas and hunters are hired by the crown to eradicate them. So the, the empire can keep spreading basically. Okay. So it follows uh, Carl Urban's character, Jacob, and mm-hmm. this young orphan girl named Maisie as they kind of come together and land on the same boat and then through shenanigans end up uh getting to know the world of the sea beasts more um, okay if you've ever seen moana and mm-hmm. really liked uh all of this well the promise of sea creatures that they kind of set up at the beginning um with like the sea crab and the other monsters and then she goes down to like the realm of monsters but thought there could have been more than that yeah the sea beast delivers like 10 times the amount of creatures and it's amazing they're all really cool and the way that they look Mm -hmm. and on that note speaking of how things look this is a really diversely drawn film animated all of the characters are different ethnicities and different cultures are represented so Mm -hmm. it's super cool to see a pirate ship that just has a whole host of crew members with uh, different colors um, okay. different skin yeah. tones and things like that um so if you if you want to add more uh, have if you want to start watching more films that have diverse representation i know mm-hmm. this is animated but this is a good one to Still. include in there yeah um and though it's a kid movie this movie's got blood in it i, I okay. like that <laughs> i like a kid nice. that's i like a movie that doesn't isn't afraid to uh to uh, take off the kid gloves this is not keys being jingled in front of your face to entertain you this is actually a pretty smart movie and the message is good if not a little heavy-handed towards the end but what can you do right. um so i will happily watch this again i really want andre to see it yeah and please put more put carl urban in more uh <laughs> voiceover roles he's, he's done he's a couple great. actually and Has like, he? yeah he's in a tv series now called arc that's uh he's a voice part for but he's done some voice work for uh well it looks like a lot of video games i guess riddick video games um, oh yeah he was i forgot he was in riddick and, wow. and star trek yep. he was also uh sergeant rock in the dc showcase which i haven't seen wait 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 i'm sorry arc isn't like the video game arc he's there's an arc the DC. animated series 2022 he's in two episodes as bob okay bob 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 interesting uh, I, I don't know huh. um, it? like oh, it's also upcoming to, it's not out yet it's not yeah. out yet yeah um i also need to point this out because i find this amazing so he one of the things he starred in or was a part of was hercules and xena warrior princess mm-hmm. he was cupid what yes i mean when Just, did that come out? Uh, this was Zeno ran from 1996 until 2001. It looks like he was in a random episode like many different times. And then he, the first time he was Cupid was 96 in Hercules, the legendary journeys. So huh. he's like a baby because like he's so yeah. young looking in uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, and here. like uh, he also played Julius Caesar in those shows as well. And Julius Caesar is more who he played. 
but yeah. Cupid just sounds more fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Carl is a very versatile actor. Love him, mm-hmm. love him in things. Yeah. Need to watch more things with him. Um, but just going back to the sea beast, mm-hmm. uh, if you are, if you have a kid or you yourself are a fan of swashbuckling adventures and you like to see some creativity on the screen with regards to like creature design, this is right up your alley. I think who the people who worked on this film really thought long and hard about how these different sea monsters will exist in the world and how they look. Okay. And yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's really scratched almost in a weird way that like how to train how to train your dragon. I was gonna nice. ask, like, yeah. is that the kind of vibe? I'm I'm just um, like watching the trailer on mute from <laughs> there's <laughs> but, a little how know. to train your dragon. They're very I, I would say that they are not a one to one comparison. Sure, no, totally. But yeah. There is a bit of human be friends creature going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, well, just thinking like in like in a fantastical environment that's yeah. kind of you know sort of it, based on reality, not really, but you know, swashbuckling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does say on the poster from the award-winning filmmaker of Moana and Big Hero Six, and okay. I gotta say, <laughs> both of those feel like a right fit for this. Like sure. it's action, but also yeah. like on the seas and everything like that. That would be Chris Williams. Yeah. Um, Who's done, he's been involved in one way or another in a couple of Disney films that I've liked or acknowledged that they exist begrudgingly. I'm looking at you, <laughs> Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, <laughs> he did the story. He was the writer for Emperor's New Groove. He was he the did writer. Bolt. How could you hate yeah, him? For Bolt. I've never actually seen Bolt. Oh, uh, Bolt was great. It doesn't. Uh, Bolt's, uh, Bolt's never weird. done anything uh-huh. for me. Bolt's weird. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's weird. I, I don't know. It's animated dog movies. I'm never really. I don't know. I don't really go to. I don't really show up for those for whatever reason. You know what it's, I mean? It's also very weird that he, as a writer, from 2009 to 2016, did nothing, and then 2016 to 2022 did nothing. It's very weird. I don't know. Man, I, it's just taking a break. You know? Family. Just take, Who taking knows? A, yeah. You know. Yeah. R and R, but yeah. So he directed I, Big Hero Six in there. So all right. Yeah, I mean, right. he gave I us guess, he gave yeah. us Big Baymax, or yeah. was part of the team that gave us Baymax. I guess yeah, more clear. All right, fine, Chris. Um, but yeah, no, and at a, it's 120 minutes almost, so it is a little oh, bit longer. Okay, it's long for an wow. animated film. Yeah, yeah, but you're having a good time. Oh sure. And yeah, you're you're. In, I, I felt pretty invested into it, and I think that the way that there are some characters in there that they set up to kind of be the antagonistic forces, mm-hmm. they're all really sympathetic in their okay. own motivations as to why they might want to be doing something or can't back down from what the, the, the edge of uh, making the right decision or the wrong decision or yeah. how that could be seen differently in different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're all, you understand where they're coming from. There is one thing at the end that kind of left me like, huh, well, the movie's just ended now. So I have no idea like what the uh, repercussions of this is, but okay. well, I need to kind of know otherwise <laughs> a little, it breaks my brain a bit. You'll have to see the, the movie um, to get what I'm talking about. Mm. But, part um, two. <laughs> I mean, I would totally watch a sequel. I don't know what they would do with it per se, but I would be, I would show up to see an older uh, uh, Jacob Holland, which is uh, Carl Urban's character. And then uh, Maisie Brumble, she's the other main character. Um, she's a little girl in this one. So seeing her a little bit older would be kind of cool, but yeah. So nice. big fan. We'll watch it again for sure. 
Um, so on a scale of zero or one, what, what is our scale? Zero, zero to five. Zero to five. All right. Cool. Then on a scale of zero to five, would be a good one. Bottles of rum. Okay. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give this a five. I really. Whoa. Wow. I, I really liked it. Okay. I, I know, like, I, I sound like a bit of a broken record, so I apologize for kind of the repetitiveness of this. It was refreshing, and it just kind yeah. of it left me awestruck by okay. just how good it looks. Too. Yeah. And it's kind of almost a sort of a bummer weirdly i mean i know it's like an old fucking argument to bring up it's kind of a bummer that this is straight to streaming right could have been sounds like it would have been nice to see on the big screen well it says that it was released in select limited limited theaters yeah yeah right so i wonder i wonder if it came anywhere near us this would have been very cool but i also could see that depending does it have I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia page doesn't say what it's rated. Okay. Um, it's probably PG, but I think if you were, um, depending on your sensibilities with sharing films with children, mm-hmm. if you brought, let's say, a seven, six-year-old to this. The poster a, does say PG. Yeah. So then if you brought like a six, seven-year-old, maybe even an eight-year-old who mm-hmm. might have some sensory sensitivities, like loud noises or might just be easily skittish around things yeah i could see some components of this movie being in their eyes terrifying yeah um it's just like i said this movie does not pull its punches with some of its imagery and where it goes with the story which Mm -hmm. i find refreshing yeah but being able to watch this on a smaller screen with that eight-year-old might be a better entry point than surround sound on a big screen where they're just Mm. consumed by the dark imagery that they're okay. seeing yeah yeah okay so, yeah okay. and i i this is one of those rare times where i don't wish that this was in 2d animation i think that yeah the CGI oh that's good look to hear. yeah well, yeah cgi it works and at times okay. it looks like a painting so nice. it balances Ooh. it well okay dope yeah. well we go from a kid's movie to something that no kid should see uh no nobody should have seen this um well oh uh, no no you're jumping Am I jumping? Are we, yes, are we, we saved fin- you oh. for last. Oh, yeah, you're at God. the end, Andre. So okay. Yeah, we talked Slow about this. Oh, God, we did, bless but it. nobody I mean, should see that one. I've been in a fugue state ever since, so we'll wait for. The <laughs> so. But you're uh, I'm sorry. Go, go for it, Mike. Yes, we gotta save the Harris for later. Yes, yes. Uh, so the thing I watched, I rented it last night. I watched X. Um, X is a horror movie. Uh, it's directed and written by Ty West. And the reason I wanted to watch this was because uh, there's a movie called Pearl that's out in theaters now. They were recording them basically simultaneously. And so they released Pearl really fast. It was only like six or seven months after X that Pearl got released. They didn't wait on anything. They just said, we're making these two movies. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a third too, but who knows? They said, I'm looking at the page right now, uh, a sequel, uh, Maxine, that's with uh, three X's, is in development. Oh. I've ne- and I also never heard of this movie. Was this, who's the I saw YouTube studio? commercials for this. Um, uh, so it's A24. It is A24. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I saw a ton of commercials for it. I thought it looked really good. It looked very sleek. Um, basically, the idea is it's 1979. This group of young adults is what I will say. Uh, decide that they want to go film a porno at a farm. Mm. Yes. Uh, And a lot of what's brought up 
is they are going away from Texas because all the televangelists and the God-fearing people and everything like that. So they go and they basically have rented a cabin and a barn on the property of Howard and Pearl. Now, we don't see Pearl. We see Howard. He's just like this old man. Um, You know, he warns you his wife's not doing well, but you're more than welcome to do whatever, that kind of thing. First half of this movie is a porno. Like <laughs> it is it's boobs, dicks, everything. It is right. a porno. So this is this is rated R for very so, good reason. So so to quote to quote uh, it's always sunny, they show it, they show all of it. They, they show it, they show all of it. Wow. Okay. Uh you see so the cast is actually pretty good. I actually really like this cast. It's uh Mia Goth is the main character, Maxine. She also plays Pearl. Okay. That's uh cool. Jenna Ortega is Lorraine also known as Church Mouse, because she's the one that is, like, having second thoughts about doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Brittany Snow is in this. Brittany Snow? Uh-huh. She's Bobby Lynn. And her boyfriend is Jackson. He does all the main lifting in the porno. And this blows lifting, my mind. you say? Yes. Uh, this blows my mind. That's Kid Cudi. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kid Cudi. Yeah, Kid, Kid Cudi's in this movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and he was excellent. Like, one of my favorite parts of this movie. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then we have Wayne Martin Henderson plays him. Uh, and then RJ, who's played by Owen Campbell. RJ didn't uh, make as big an impact. <laughs> um, so the six of them hop in a van, go to this barn where they're filming a porno called The Farmer's Daughters. Uh, of course it is. Maxine and Bobby Lynn are the main starlets. Jackson is the main star. Um, they all get theirs, everything like that. Um, things change when Lorraine, the church mouse, gets kind of turned on by it. So oh. she decides she wants to be in it too. Can they write her in? Mm. She's dating RJ. RJ is not happy about it. So he is basically going to leave them on their own. Um, so he gets to the van. All of a sudden, Pearl's in front of the van. And that's when hell breaks loose. They all start getting killed off one by one. Um, and it is uber sexual ah. and uber gory. Okay. Um, I mean, that's kind of sounds like what you're signing up for, right? Exactly. It's exactly, well, I don't know if I wanted as much porno as I got. Okay. Because ah. <laughs> there's literally like a part where uh, Howard is like, have you seen my wife to Jackson? And Jackson's just standing in the doorway. And all you can see is a shadow, but you can tell like he has this massive penis. Ah, because cool. they kind of draw your attention that way too. The kid Cuddy is packing. Maybe <laughs> it's shaded, so you can't really tell. It could just be sure. a banana hanging there. Yep, you yep, know? right. They could have fixed that in post. Exactly. But I will say what I liked about it is they took a lot of great camera shots. They took a lot of like um, aerial views, for example, and showing like distance between people and objects and that kind of stuff. It was really cool. The one thing I didn't like, they splice in things to like drive their message home. The end of the movie, and I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not going to tell you anything that happens or anything like that. But the end shots are being spliced with like this preacher's message on Porn is the devil, like save your daughters. They don't want to go down this road. And it's just kind of like 
okay, this is this is a little weird that we're just like it's splicing, like it's right. splicing, you know, it's okay. not um so it's that's a little cut weird. Um, but overall I really liked it. Um I split it into two parts. Um basically because last night you guys kept me out too late, like I said. <laughs> uh, Sorry. At like three o'clock, that's when the first body drops. And I was like, okay, if this is where it's going downhill from here and there's still 40 minutes left, I'll just watch it in the morning. There you ah. go. Yep. So I just split it perfectly where I'm like, okay, I know what's happening now. The bodies are starting to hit the floor. Um, I'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> so, yeah. And it was very good. Um, I'm interested in seeing Pearl. I also wanted to watch Pearl because Claire doesn't want to see it. And usually for movies, we try to wait for each other. Yeah. Pearl was something that was like, okay, I can go see this on my own. I know Claire has no interest. Mm. So I had to watch this first one first because I didn't know who Pearl was. And apparently there's another one coming and I didn't know who Maxine was. So I'm glad I watched this one. Um, I'll say 3.5 pitchfork tongs out of five. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. Can I just say something about hyphenated names? Yes. One of the few things that stuck with me from uh, that, the Seth MacFarlane Ted Ted. is like when they're, when Ted's like telling. um, Anna Lynn, Bobby Lynn, Susie Lynn. Exactly that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, whenever I hear like a hyphenated name, my brain just goes right back to that. Yep. I love that too, because he just like rattles him off and he ended up saying it already. And Ted's just like, oh yeah, it was Bobby Lynn. He goes, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> i love yeah. that part because he's just so exasperated right? yep because he's yeah. also just like cycling through all the permutations so he gets like i think like the second part first and then yep. he's like yeah i gotta figure out the first <laughs> he's like anna bobby Susie, and then he goes wait is any of those with lynn on the end of it he goes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anna lynn bobby lynn Susie lynn <laughs> jimmy lynn <laughs> This movie was also made for just one million dollars. Yeah, I mean, yes. well, that's how these that's how these horror movies work, right? Like, they and that's budget. what's really cool about this one too is they do really. It looks cheap, and not right. in a bad way. It's looking like what they're trying for, and the yep. fact that they're trying to make a cheap porno. Mm-hmm. And it really only has two locations. It's not like they needed big extravagant sets or anything like that. So right. that's also why I think they made both of them um so quickly so quickly yeah, yeah well, they exactly. probably filmed them back to back they did yes yeah yes that's okay. what they said um yeah yeah i mean you know it's kind of like how these horror movies kind of work right you make them on a budget and if they do well then they're super profitable right right exactly um, and now we're going to probably transition into the phase of where we have like seven of seven different movies in the x series and you're like what this yeah like, right i'm kind of hoping it just sticks to three but yeah me too contained to that yeah, maybe, maybe the fact that say 24 like they probably have a little bit more restraint on that but like yeah. you know i feel like i'm thinking like insidious and like you know the, the just uh, scream you know, the at first, this point <laughs> the first two insidiouses are pretty good i can't oh, remember of course, if i no. ever saw yeah. the third one it's but i'm just or paranormal activities like the the classic yeah, no, par- it's paranormal yeah. activity that they um, were like oh this is a cash cow let's right. let's like, let's milk it yeah oh this is interesting what is so the day after X's South by Southwest premiere, writer-director Ty West revealed during pre-production for this film, he had used his time during a mandatory two-week quarantine in his hotel to write a prequel, Pearl. As the production for X wrapped, and also because the sets were already constructed, he asked star Mia Goth if she wanted to remain in New Zealand and film Pearl, which she readily accepted. Oh. 
Oh, nice. So okay, it cool. wasn't even cool. a planned trilogy. No, it was just like it just no, organically just, happened. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. I mean, like that just that, and that obviously means that, like, you know, hey, there's something creative there that they're excited about, right? Right. So I'm sure that you know, hopefully, Pearl is also uh, well received, right? Okay, real quick, without looking it up, how many movies do you think there are in the Insidious uh, film series? Six. Five. Wow. Okay, you guys nailed it. It was five. <laughs> All right. Five. The fifth one's coming out. It's Insidious: Fear the Dark. Uh, it's coming is out. Patrick Wilson still in them? Because he he's is directing my... this one. Patrick Wilson. Okay. I, I mean, I, I have a thing for where anything Patrick Wilson does. So I guess sure. if he's directing it, I like. He's it. in it as well. It says he's okay. in the cast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I I know I've seen one and two. Is the third one the one that the the word like the key in the name? No, that's, that's, or that's the fourth one. The last key. So there's Sidious oh. and Sidious chapter two, chapter three, and then the last key, and then Fear the Dark. So yeah, maybe okay. I never saw chapter three. Maybe I've only, I like chapter two. Yeah. I'm going to have to read. I can't say I've seen any of them, so. <laughs> the first one's pretty good. Not going to okay. lie. All right. I may check it out. I have nothing wrong with them, but it's just I never have checked out. If anything, just do it for Patrick Wilson. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh we're going to take a commercial, but on the other side, speaking of insidious things, oh, we're going to talk about a certain movie. So mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break real fast. Come on back. Uh, we will talk about a certain movie that definitely is insidious in some way. But it took the world by storm. And we're back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed those commercials. Hope you enjoy the show. Because um, you're not going to enjoy this next part. Uh, I think they're going to enjoy the misery that it brought. I was going to say, Andre. I can chat about this movie so you guys don't have to watch it, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Andre, you and Jill both watched, so you're both going to jump in on this. Yes. A certain movie about a certain superhero about a certain person. That's right. Is wow, he, that really narrows it down. Is he man. even a superhero? He's no. He's more... just... All right, guys, we watched Morbius. This is Morbius yeah. the goddamn movie we watched. It's Morbin time, y'all. We got we got drunk and watched Morbius, and it, and uh, the I only way to do it to drink more. Um, yeah. Pro, pro tip: that drinking game does not mess around. No, it does Ooh. not at all. We okay. um, what was our rules for the for the drinking game? Drink every time live. they said Michael. There were bats. Somebody died. His yep. eyes changed. Yeah, the eyes change ended up being the worst. I don't know. Them. I thought yeah. Michael was pretty bad. Michael was bad, but like you know, it's bad. It's like okay, main character's name obviously going to be said a bunch. No, of times, no, like... no, no. There were times in that movie. Well, I even said it that there were hearkening back to something, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But oh, like, yeah. there were okay. times where I think Matt Smith's character was just like, I'm just going to say his name a lot. Yep, it's Milo. true. Yeah, oh, his so... name's not Milo, by the way. Yeah, his name's not. It's so weird. This movie, you know, you can. You can clearly tell that there's a bunch of studio interference with it, right? I mean, yeah. I don't even know interference is the right word. Whatever. It's like Morbius. It's the, the another entry in Sony's would-be Spider-Man universe, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big, I'm not, I don't read comics that much, so I'm not a huge uh, Morb head, as it were. Morb uh, But... <laughs> Like, you know, Morbius is just, it's, he's, he's a Spider-Man villain, right? Yeah. And I think the biggest mistake this movie makes is just the fact that they tried to make it him a superhero, yeah. right? Right. Like, this is just a generic superhero origin story, but he's not a hero. He's supposed to be a bad guy, right? Or at least. Right. A, but they know? made him, that was, yeah, I agree. They, they made him it's sympathetic like it, it's not a hero because like he doesn't like he's an anti-hero he's, well right well, well he's supposed that, to be like, like he, he at the uh, in the world of this movie there's a very clear bad guy and there's a very clear good guy yes and morbius is the very clear good guy but it's Shocker. weird to know 
that in future films he's supposed to be an antagonistic force because yeah. I just don't see how we go from the Morbius of the first movie to the Morbius of whatever well, movies right. may come. Because the yeah. whole entire plot, like the whole main thrust of the plot is, you know, obviously Morbius, uh, Dr. Michael Morbius and his best friend Milo, whose real name is Lucian, but they just said, no, you're actually named Milo now. And he just rolls with it. That's Matt Smith. Everybody rolls with it. Yeah, they both have this um, this rare blood disease. They never named. They actually never named this disease. They just have it and they know it's real bad. Because- blood. Whatever, yeah, they requires a dialysis for them every three times a day. They can't mm-hmm. walk, you know. They're 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 living they're on dying, on, living on borrowed time. And and Doctor Michael Morbius, super awesome genius. They open they open the movie with him refusing the Nobel Prize because he creates artificial blood uh, as a failed experiment to it was a failure um, yes. the to try to cure his disease, and he refuses to treat it because it's the best thing since penicillin, but it's a failure to him, so he refuses to take credit for that. Yeah, there's work still to be done. Work still to be done. That's his whole thing. Um, yeah, I I would love to be in a position to just say no to a Nobel Prize. Yeah, right, right. I yeah, it, it's so yeah. The main thrust is oh hey, he finally figures out how to solve it, solve his cure his disease. He creates a vial from from vampire bats, right? He goes to Costa Rica, gets yeah, by vampire bats. They have three DNA. Yeah, yeah. You have the you have the hand coming up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And they they really 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 wanted you to remember Batman Begins every single time. Like there's like three <laughs> different shots where like he's surrounded by bats, and then okay. knock off Hans Zimmer starts playing. You know what I mean? Oh it's no! Like, wow, like. Like, this is this is not an homage this is just please please try to please try to just pretend our movie is as good as a batman begins please like our movie please yeah right right um yeah you know morbius he uh you know hey if he cures disease he's excited about it but oh no turns into a vampire starts accidentally kills people oh he's on the ship he's on like a ship off the coast of long island when this happens which um, they and- showed like a a trailer like an extended trailer of the ship scene yes, yes. right right because you know they have to set up and like so he because what he's doing is illegal and clandestine and and my, oh milo is bankrolling all yeah, of he this stuff all he's of very rich for some reason we don't know how i never found it's out Matt that Smith. it's yeah. Matt he looks Smith. rich bankrolling this he's like you know like morbius is like hey god i i have i have a possible path to curing this thing but it's very illegal and very expensive and he's like sure cool anyways it, yeah. they go they do they, they they do this experiment on a boat uh and they you know we have morbius's love interest uh what, what's Mar- her name uh um, martine 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 bancroft yes she doesn't get to do anything cool in this movie she's supposed to be a badass scientist lady uh she doesn't really do anything cool or interesting which she's sucks a cat. she has a cat yeah um I don't know. Her, she's just there to be, you know, a, a sexy lamp for, you know, Morbius. Um, anyways, they're on this boat and like, you know, they strap them in. Think Green Goblin scene, like, you know, like strap them in, inject the serum or whatever. And like, you know, the mercenaries, like one of them walks down and just starts hitting on Martine and just was like, you for, know, it's very random. It's very random, but it was for the pure like purpose of like, oh, don't worry. Morbius is about to kill all these people, but you won't feel bad because they're all assholes. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got to make these guys look like dicks. Yes. And it's like very like it's just so like rote and it's whatever dude like the yeah. he goes more he goes full morb it's morbid time he kills all them the action is whatever it's a lot of slow-mo and it's just like i don't know i just i struggled to feel anything in this movie yeah Fair. And then, you know inevitably 
uh, Milo uh, finds out that it did work in a way, but uh, Morbius is like, no, I can't give this to you. Right. And yeah. Of course, Milo takes the the serum and well, you know, he steals I, it off screen. That's the thing is yeah. that like I thought there was gonna be a whole scene where Milo turns evil. No, he steals it off he screen. It. All for like this stupid like bait and switch. Like they they hide that reveal. They try to hide that reveal until halfway through the movie that oh no, Milo is actually evil. Because like you know he's he he get basically he what one of the nurses at Morbius's hospital that he works at gets murdered gets what was it was it called Joe what's the word oh exan- exsanguinated exsanguinated and yeah it whatever it was like oh no Morbius must have lost control and killed that innocent nurse oh my god when so very clearly like you know they know they don't show the scene is shot in a way you don't see who killed her or whatever. Right. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's Milo. Milo killed her. But like, they yeah. didn't show like, all right, cool. You hid that reveal. You hid that scene of him going full more, Milo going full vampire just right. so you could try to be like, oh, full wow. Morb. Yeah. What, what, a, what a shock. And Milo's evil this whole time. Oh my God. Just, uh, Andre was saying there, there's elements of a decent movie in here. And I mm. do agree with that, but it's just, so everything is either rushed too quickly or, they skit leave out things that would justify motivations such as milo just jumping from i don't know not being a bad guy per se to suddenly being like yeah like a sadistic killer yeah Yeah, yeah, right is very generic it's like like michael we're not monsters we're the evolution like it's like it's so many tropes that you've just seen so many times before done better in other movies and it's like the action doesn't, the, the special effects don't really hold up well enough to, for me to be entertained on that front. Morbius's actual superpowers are very vague and uninteresting. It's like, okay, he's got super strength. He can jump super far, but he can sometimes fly a little okay. bit. Right. He the has wind. echo. Like, yeah, he can ride. Right, right. He that. can't just fly, but like, oh, he can glide on, glide wind, on wind. wind. Or is it sound? I don't know. He has bat vision, so he has sonar. Like, literally, some of these cuts were stripped straight out of um, the, the Daredevil Ben Affleck movie, it feels like, with the with the supersonic vision. Oh, my well, God. Probably, <laughs> for me, the most frustrating point is throughout the film, they're setting up the fact that uh, the artificial blood is not cutting it for Morbius. It's right. not going to keep him, his, his cravings satiated. Okay. So, towards the end of the movie... We know because he keeps reminding uh, Martine that like I only can last about four hours on artificial blood before I I hunger for more. The right. movie ends with that completely unresolved. Like oh. okay, cool. so what is your strategy? Blood. Yeah, like what is your strategy for fighting off your hunger? Because you can't keep. We know you can't keep doing artificial blood, but. Are you gonna get like a hookup at the blood bank? Like, Are you gonna where... team up with Venom and just? eat bad guys like what? yeah like right. what, what yeah. like that that's kind of frustrating yeah the movie yeah. definitely does very much just end i mean thankfully uh, quickly like there's no there's no falling action it's literally big final climax sorry if i'm gonna spoil this movie for you you know no we worries. kill off milo okay big giant big giant fight which also, is kind of a shame i wish which, they had oh it. oh he finishes milo off with a bat kamehameha like literally like third like they're fighting in this abandoned building and and morbius is like you know he's down on his like he's 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 you know he's on his last legs looks like he's about to you know give out and then oh he suddenly has an idea to call all of his bats to come and he's like a column of bats think batman begins yet again bruce yeah. wayne in the fucking bat cave and then he literally like reaches out and does almost like 
you know, this like water dance with bats and he make, <laughs> turns his arms and literally like puts his arms together to form a Kamehameha and shoots the a pillar of bats at Matt Smith. And then that gives him enough oh time God. to run up and give him the anti-vampire serum that also Which kills, kills him. Yeah. yeah, of course. And they did set up that there is another vial of anti-vampire serum available to, to use on Morbius if, if it ever should come. If it but, ever um, is needed. So before we wrap up our discussion, because there is a post-credit scene, we do need to talk about the man of the hour, Jared Harris. Yes. Jared Harris. Right, who is in this movie for like 15 minutes. Not I, even. No, not he, even. I think it's like six minutes. He, it's so weird. He's just randomly in this. He's the, like, they're, he's supposed to be the father figure to to, to Milo and Michael. Well, he's also like the doc. So at the beginning of the movie, uh, it starts in a flashback. Well, it starts... Whatever. Go to a it's flashback all over the fucking place, dude. Yeah. Milo and Michael meet in a Italian Greece, Italy. I think it's Greece. Greece. They meet in a yeah. Greek <laughs> Greek facility for people with the rare blood disease. And okay. Jared Harris plays the doctor who oversees the program. Got and it. then okay. he stays with Milo and remains his like, I guess, on call doctor into adult life. Oh. It's kind of weird. Yeah, interesting. But he's there, and he's definitely making the most of a very thankless role because there's yeah. just not much to. There's just no. Nothing like, I don't understand do. what purpose he serves in there because <laughs> there's no scenes with all three of them talking. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just okay. Yeah, there the cu- is what what when at the beginning. So oh, after the we, we get one, when we, get when we one see thing. adult Milo for the first time, and yeah, he's we like, see adult Milo. He wheels. We him find in. out he's fucking wealthy as yes. God, and then that's it. And it's like, oh, okay, like wow, it's good to see you again, Milo. Let's go hang out. And then yeah, like, cool. J- Jared Harris is just like, okay, I'll leave you Don't guys. Don't get do in it. trouble. <laughs> Don't get in trouble. Bye. And then that's it. Right. You're right. Yeah. And there's like, there's no sense of like, oh, uh, you know, there's no. There's no interesting dynamic between any of them. And it's like, okay. why is Jared Harris? Why is his character in this movie? He's a supposed to be a mentor figure. He doesn't teach Jared Leto anything. He just tells him. No, Jared uh, Leto is established to be brilliant. Yeah, right. The, the most important thing he does is, uh, is says, hey, I, I can tell you're really smart because you fixed this machine. You're going to go to this super uh, special college for gifted people or school for gifted people, which is implied to be Xavier's place right, right. The x-men school or whatever they don't name drop it because they don't have the rights to it they just say That's a place <laughs> for gifted <laughs> individuals Holy shit. so many little like cameos were like guys this is part of the marvel universe guys. well uh, in marvel so in marvel like comics he's emil nikos they couldn't even say it the they had to put emil nicholas yeah he's right the, yeah right yep okay so interesting it's just it's just not a good movie and i said it oh. earlier uh, but i'll come back to it right now the this movie pulls, tries to kind of wink and nod and like nod at things. Mm-hmm. At some point, it just goes flat out rip off of the Lost Boys. Yeah. Okay. Um, the fact that uh, Michael was a drinking game rule, yes. take a name, take a drink every time they say the name Michael. In the Lost Boys, Kiefer Sutherland's character, David, frequently mm-hmm. taunts uh, the other, ma- the, the main character, David, by going like, David, uh, David, Dave. Michael, yeah, right. Michael. And like, that just made me want to watch a better vampire movie. Well, and it does say in the trivia that um, basically Matt Smith tried to channel. become, yeah, channel um, Keith or Sutherland's role in The Lost Boys. Well, yeah. Keith or Sutherland did not have a random dance sequence to the He's, song. Sex. I will, and I will say yeah, Matt well. Smith's the the brightest yes. spot in this really. Dull and movie. he and he and Jared Leto actually have very good acting chemistry. There's hmm. like one scene where you can kind of believe that they're friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, when okay. they're talking in New York City. Basically, when he's when Jared Leto has to say, "Hey, I have a 
plan, but it's going to be illegal and very expensive. Like, yeah. you could kind of believe that, okay, these are two characters from history, right? There's right. more of that. It just, movies just needed more time, you know? It yeah, just yeah kind of, it's just, it needs to actually be longer. I can't believe I'm which, saying Which, it needs to be either longer or, like, they just need to cut out a lot of dumb bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... Oh, right. so it's not even the we, worst movie ever. It's just it's so not. Bad. Oh yeah, we got to get to the goddamn. We, we got to talk about scene. the good, the actual, Holy the infuriating shit. part, the most so, wild thing. Right? This, as if you've seen the trailer, trailers for this movie, you may have noticed that Sony tried to lay some breadcrumbs for what might be building towards a Sinister Six, um, yep. film. And to do that, in the trailer, they put. Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton's character from the first uh, MCU Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Um, Homecoming. Homecoming. Uh, and in the trailer, they make it look like uh, Mob- Morbius and Toomes run into each other in jail yeah. and they ha- exchange some words. In the actual movie, mm-hmm. none of that happens no. in, in the film, but in he their... Just, he randomly... The, 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 the there are two post-credit scene. scenes. Two post-credit okay. scenes. One is... Sudden is Spider-Man spoilers for No Way Home. I guess that's cool, with you guys. Okay. But whatever, um, I'll keep it vague. The 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 universe terror opens up and dumps Adrian Toomes in for some reason. For, well, it's probably because he's in jail in the MCU and whatever he gets dumped into because Sony, whatever. Yes. Sony. And then they just immediately like they cut to like he's he says, "Oh, the food's better in this joint." And then like it's like it cuts straight to a news broadcast where they say a man identifying himself as Adrian Toomes randomly showed up in this jailhouse and we immediately released him because he was wrongfully imprisoned. Because we have no records. Yes. So then, right. Yeah. And, and then the, like... the second post-credit scene jumps to Morbius in a car driving somewhere. He got a letter, a message from Toomes to meet him. I don't know how they found one another. And he goes out to this location. Toomes shows up full vulture costume. So okay. he's rebuilt the suit in yes. this universe. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you and I should team up. We could do No, no, no. He's, he was good. like, hey, thanks for meeting me, Doc. Not sure how I got here. It has something to do with Spider-Man, I think. Like, literally, like, that's the line. Like, I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. Who, I think Morbius would... doesn't know who that is. Yeah, no, right. And then he's like, oh. Like, Palpatine I think... survived somehow. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, he says, he tells Morbius, oh, I think I think we should team up. A group of guys like us could do something good together. And Morbius is like, okay. He's like, that's, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's very clear. So A, it's very clearly, it's like just shot reverse shots. So it's very clear that they just, you know, had like some sort of like clip, like like th- it does not look like these characters are in the same scene. No, they are absolutely not mm. in the same scene. Um, okay. And also, Michael Keaton's like well, the Vulture has his mask on the whole entire time, so he's all CGI. So it's very clearly the studio was like, we're going to we're we're just going to make a new goddamn after credit scene. M- call Michael Keaton and have him revo- record two lines on his phone, please. You know, yeah, and right? <laughs> yeah, and we'll explain why it sounds so bad because he's wearing yeah. the mask. Yeah, but it just like what, like what is this setting up? Why? And this comes back to the beginning. Like, why would this version of Morbius be a villain? Right. I I don't understand unless his need for blood is what pushes him to the other side of uh the scale because. Yeah. Nobody understands him, boohoo, quah, wah. But didn't we already get that with, like, the Sandman? Yeah. And all the other rogues gallery people in uh, in the Spider-Man movie. I can't wait to see how Andrew Garfield cures him. Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. with some science classroom stuff. Yeah, it's so, just, I don't know. So that was a movie. 
That's we a movie. watched it's it. A movie. It wasn't yeah. the worst movie I've ever seen, but it was. It is exactly what it looked like. Oh, you know wait, what I mean? Better. Here's the right question to ask: uh, Better or worse than Eternals? Wow. Um, I think Eternals is a better movie. I think Eternals has more interesting characters in it. There are it has way more characters in it. It has <laughs> way more sure. characters, and some of them have an arc, which is more than you can say about any character in Morbius, really. Yeah. Um. Uh, that being said, I had more fun watching Morbius because I was drunk and making fun of it. You know I had I mean? more fun watching Morbius too because I was the, drunk and making there, fun of the, it. That's it, right? Like I had more enjoyment out of Morbius, but not in the way that it was hoping. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a no, timeline. I watch Morbius too. You know there's what I mean? F- like there's a future where I would rewatch Morbius, knowing it'd be a fun time. No. There isn't a future where I'm going to rewatch Eternals. That's fair. Uh, Unless the MCU makes it the most pivotal movie in the multiverse saga. I feel like I need to watch it before Eternals 2, but not necessarily any other time before that. Yeah. You know? I I can't say anything about Morbius, but with the Eternals at least. Although they're supposed to be popping up wherever. They better pop up. Well, they're supposed to. So far, they've been quiet. Yeah, right. So we're supposed to see these Eternals somewhere, some way down the line where they just pop up and they're like, Spider-Man, we're going to help you and then we're going to disappear. Because we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, And then Thanos' brother. <laughs> yeah. Harry Styles, you mean. Harry Styles. Don't worry, yeah. darling. Yeah. <laughs> That's another movie we're probably going to have to watch for this, uh, yep. this, this podcast, huh? Yeah. Oh, it was. To. It was one that I kind of wanted to watch when I saw the first trailer, and now sure. I feel like I have to watch because of the drama. <laughs> I I just feel like the drama just put a microscope on a film that probably was not very good to begin with, and is like doubled made everyone paid attention to it, and that's why it's I think being worse. <laughs> I think critic score for the Rotten Tomatoes for Don't Worry Darling would have been like 50, 60, maybe seventy, maybe. Now it's going to be twenty, thirty. Yeah. It just because of all this drama on the outside. Yeah, it just brought so much attention to it that yeah. it didn't need. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, ratings. We got to rate this vampire. Oh, God. Um, this one's like a 1.5 uh, artificial blue bags of blood out of five. Artificial I'll give it a, blue. yeah, I'll give it a 1.2 out of five weird, random, unnecessary dance scene. Oh, man, <laughs> that was my favorite part of the movie. When he just randomly <laughs> danced to sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I like watch the well, watch the Matt's Matt Smith Morbius dance. Watch Andre that. Andre was like a little slight spoiler for House of the Dragon. Andre's like, you know about the Matt Smith sex scene, and I'm like, what? Is he like the sad boy at the orgy? <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. If anything, it's the opposite. Like, oh, happy boy at the orgy. But and then happy the boy orgy. by himself, solo in, <laughs> in, alone in the bedroom. In a room. <laughs> yeah, feeling, he's feeling himself, but not oh, in yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the one of like the like the only time the movie shows any kind of soul, but also it's just totally random. It's like, okay, why was that here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, I wonder if they the were movie. like, remember that scene in Spider-Man Three? Yes. We're gonna yes. recreate this. Yes. yes. We think this is a good idea. Oh my gosh! Well, you know, Matt Smith was having. Oh uh, yeah, hands. that sounds miserable. Not Sony, gonna lie. Please stop! Please stop, stop while you're behind. But yeah. what about the Craven movie? No, I don't want to watch a Craven movie. I don't care. But wasn't Craven supposed to be in the MCU? the actual universe? I thought. I have no idea. No, it's a it's a solo movie in the solo oh. universe. Yeah, mm, as far as I know, because um, I thought it was supposed to be before they got the idea for like multiverse oh! and everything like that. I just remembered. I I read on IMDb. Um, this is not a direct quote, 
but according to IMDb, Morbius was supposed to be the eighth film in a in the timeline that they're that Sony is doing, and then they made changes and obviously moved its placement up. Yeah, well, right. Well, that, that's what is that weird. even is that like, mean? Is that like I don't really know. Even, you know, before this movie, before all the memes and everything, like, well, that's part of why the memes took off. Oh, it's Morbin time. Like, that was just, you know, it's a joke in so far as Morbius is not a super iconic character, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Like, he's not going to pull in. He's not going to pull in, you know, um, even if he, they had, like, a Dr. Octopus solo movie, I feel like that would get more attention. You know right. what I mean? That yeah, character. Yeah, Starbox well-known. Registers, but, right, exactly. Yeah, but keeping that in mind, like, this was originally planned to be a film that would occur way later. It explains yeah, right. a lot. Yeah. But why they decided to move it up, I, I did not find anything yeah. on IMDb about that. But yeah. eight films were supposed to happen before Morbius. Okay. I wonder I, I wonder why. Maybe it was because they locked Jared Leto in and they're like, oh, let's, let's get it out. Let's now. get it, yeah. Or maybe they thought with the multiverses of madness, multiverse of madness. No, not sorry, no way home. That that gave them enough connective tissue to put Morbius there. But I feel like that could have been any yeah. any villain story. Yeah. And then Venom is not even is mentioned as a joke. Yeah. Right. But not mentioned any other way. I'm trying to find that line, but yeah, that's hmm. Yeah, it's weird. So, do yeah. I look forward to the future of the Sony no. micro Spider Verse? No, stop. <laughs> Stick with Spider Verse and just bl- please make those two movies good, and then I want to be done. Like, like God, let me go, please. Not everything needs to be in a cinematic universe. Like, if you want to keep your rights and have these like superhero IPs, that's fine. But like, do something interesting with them. Morbius is just not interesting, and it doesn't like. It so desperately tries to connect to everything else that's within this nascent Sony Spider Verse, but it just none of it makes any sense. None yeah. of it adds to a larger picture. Hmm. And you know, all of these companies try to try to be the next MCU, and even the MCU is having trouble being the next MCU right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're not even capturing the magic. Yeah, exactly. You're right. I, yeah. you know, I don't. I think the Infinity Saga. You know, I, as, as somebody who's enjoying Phase Four, I think more than most people, judging by yeah. the internet. Um, the Infinity Saga is, is gonna. I feel like it's it's it's, it's a once in a while, once it, it, that is a one time thing. Yeah. you know, it's gonna no, be I hard agree. to recapture that. So yeah, that magic. Yeah, the patience is just not there. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. Cool. All right. <sighs> well, unlike Morbius, it's not Morbin time. We are closing off game for a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been your host, Mike. I've been joined by Jill. I'm Morbin. It's Andre. <laughs> we'll see you next time on game for a movie where we ask are you game for a movie thanks for listening guys